All righty. We're going to play a game, guys. Okay? So, first and foremost, get a pen, get a paper, pull out your notes app on your phone, whatever it might be. Okay? Got it? Great. All right. What keywords does your website currently rank for? Take a couple seconds. Right? One, two, three, four. I give you a few, not just a couple. What doesn't it rank for that you think it should rank for? Okay, one, two, three, four. Now, what are a few keyword opportunities that you could be winning on if you just simply tweaked some of your existing website copy? Got it? Okay, how'd you do? Ooh, not so hot. Not sure what you can, what you're currently ranking for, or not sure what you could be ranking for. Well, that's okay because our friends at DD Agency want to help you answer all of these questions. DD Agency is a higher ed specific marketing technology agency that has conducted countless SEO audits for colleges and universities across the country. In these audits, they detail where you currently rank, what you could be ranking for, exactly how copy should be tweaked on website pages, and so much more. If this sounds like something that you could benefit from, give the guys at DD Agency a ping and be sure to mention that Enrollify sent you to claim a 10% discount on any of their SEO offerings. So head on over to enrollify.org forward slash DDA SEO. That's DDA as in DD Agency SEO, or simply follow the link in the show notes below. That will guarantee you get a 10% discount off of your audit. All right, head on over to enrollify.org slash DDASEO or simply Google DD Agency, find DD Agency's website, and be sure to mention that you heard about them through Enrollify when you request your audit. All right, folks, back to the show. All right, Troy. We are live, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent, man. I am really thrilled to be chatting with you. We had a quick chat, uh, I guess it was last week or a couple weeks ago, and I got to hear a little bit about your story, and I was really inspired by your personal story, but then also sort of how you're thinking about your your own career development, some of the really innovative things that you're doing at UWLA that I want to get into. So I'm just super thankful that you're giving me a little bit of your time to hear your story and uh, understand a little bit more about how you see the landscape uh, as it pertains to higher ed marketing and admissions today. Zach, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. And, and I'm I'm going to share some of my secrets, not too many of them, <laughs> but I'm, I'm definitely going to share some of my secrets in, in the way that I, you know, I think I try to think outside the box. So I'm excited to, to, to do this. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, I, I thought it would be fun to just start by hearing a little bit about your, the, you know, the, the very first time that you really understood and, and came to came to know just how crucial getting an education was in order to sort of achieve the goals that that you had for yourself. I know that your family's well steeped in in higher education, which we'll talk about later. But like, for you, uh, Troy, when was the first time you understood how important it was to to get an education? Great question, Zach. And I think I'm going to start with my family in sort of the, the dad mode, right? You know, my father, my brother, my sister, um, all are highly educated, okay? Uh, dad's a lawyer, sister's a lawyer, mom's a VP at Canon, uh, other sister's a doctor. So it, 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 it's sort of, 
Um, no pressure, family. huh? <laughs> right, right. Ex- exactly, right? No, no pressure to be in there. But personally, they never pressured me, to be honest with you. But personally, I grew up a basketball player. And, and I wanted to, you know, MBA and then sports agent. So I, I was in law school. And then that's when, you know, I finished my, my degree um, at Morehouse. And then I, I come back home and I go to law school and I'm on my trajectory to, um, to do the things. Yeah. And then I get hit by a car. Life instantly in a flash, you know, like this, it changes. It's interesting because when you when you can't think about walking ever again, right? You have to think on what do I fall back on, and it's your education, hmm. your mind. No matter no matter your your physical ailments, your mind is always going to be there. And so I realized that my education was going to unlock the keys to whatever I wanted to do and needed to do. Um, we can talk about my you know my my sort of physical recovery later. Yeah. But in terms of the first time understanding how critical and crucial education was it's when you're an athlete who relies on his body and now needs to rely on his mind and, and thank god you know i had the the grooming and, and the mentoring to get to, to begin a good education wow dude i mean that is a that's an incredibly powerful story so so i you you get you get hit by this car it's this life-altering uh event how long did you let yourself sort of just like grieve right? Grieve this, this incredible loss. And at what point did you decide, you know what, I gotta, I gotta stop and I, I gotta move on. Great question. And the answer to that is, um, so I was in a coma for, I think it's five to six weeks. Waking up when you come to realize what's going on to a certain extent, I think that was my time that I made my decision. So I was hit by a drunk driver Jeez. and crossing the street. And I had a decision to make at that very moment. And the decision was, am I going to focus on the driver and the anger? Or am I going to focus on me and my recovery? It takes a lot, Zach, to, to keep anger in your heart, you know, to keep mm. negativity around. Mm. But I chose, let's go positive. Let's go. You know, let's focus on me and my recovery. And, I, and again, I don't want to speak for everybody, for, but for me, I think in my overcoming recovery, me, my mindset of choosing to only focus on um, the positivity is yeah. what's helped me to get where I am yeah. um, from that perspective. That's, I mean, that's, that's incredibly brave, Troy. And it's, I think it's just a real testament, those who are listening in who've had tragedy and in their own context. Um, I think that your, your perspective is, is quite refreshing. Um, and I, I feel like we don't, we don't see enough of that. Uh, now it's, it's, it seems to be a lot of, a lot of folks who've had traumatic experiences happen. And to your point, everyone's experience is so different, but it's so, it seems to be sort of like a little bit more celebrated to, to just kind of like wade in, in sort of the, the despair and like that just being okay. And it's, it's interesting to see it's, it's actually very moving to see people like you, who have gone through just incredible pain, incredible sort of disruption, but have come out with this really positive, determined, um, determined mindset. So I just, I just want to thank you, man, for sharing a little bit about your story. And thank you for your example. I'm sure you've inspired so many people beyond the people that you, you know, know you've, you've inspired. I really, you know, Zach, it's refreshing to hear, honestly, you know, you go now, I've been injured 14 years now and, 
and hearing that, you know, from, from somebody like you, I, I really, I, it's humbling. Thank you. Ah, oh, man, geez, gosh, I'm going to like start crying here in a second, man. This is a, this is a lot for a Thursday afternoon here. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to hear a little bit about sort of your, your role now. So sure. currently you, you head up marketing and enrollment at UWLA and you have done a really cool job. You're really thinking differently about this, this role. Um, it's a, it's it's a very important role in any higher education institution, but I think especially with what you all are trying to do at UWLA, it's it, it's a, it's really an essential function. Um, so I want to I want to get a sense um, for how how you stepped into this role, and then also just a, a little sense for like the community of learners at UWLA. Like who who are your target students? Who who are your current students today? Sure. Um... So how did I step into the role? And, and it kind of got to go back to go forward. I stepped into the role, honestly, because after four or five years of therapy only and having a marketing degree, UWLA, which was the school that I did begin my law school career at. Okay. Right. And, um, and then obviously I had to stop because of my injury. Um, was looking for a marketing, uh, somebody to head up their marketing. UWLA was going through a branding refresh. Okay. Okay. So four or five years after injury, the school that I had to leave because of my injury, going through a marketing and refresh. Um, and I'm obviously still heavily doing therapy um, to get my life back. Yeah. But I was also at the same time kind of like, okay, I can now, I can move around enough to, to go to work. Um, let me sprinkle in a little bit of fun into this. UWA looking for a marketing personnel really meant UWA's president, which is my father, <laughs> was looking for a uh, somebody to head up marketing, and I became a marketing intern. Okay, President Brown, as I call him at work, and will forever call him that respect. Um, he was looking for somebody to help the institution go through a branding refresh. Huh. And that's where I was lucky enough to say, hey, you know, I kind of got some extra time <laughs> with my therapy and I, I, I lifted my hand up and said, I'd love to be a part of it. So wow. that's where it sort of starts and sort of me getting into um, the marketing arena within higher education. Okay. Um, talking a little bit about who like, the student is, we don't have the, the majority of our student yeah. is not the traditional, you know, coming from college learner. Okay? Yeah. That's the majority of our students. Uh, we are primarily, we're, we have two programs, a law school and a business school, but, but our law school um, is the majority of our students. And they are the sort of, you know, the back to school learners or the career transitioners yeah. or the career changers, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, at that time, when I started, we didn't even have the business school. Actually, the business school was about five years young. So at that time, it's how do we um, market to a career transitioner, make them feel comfortable going back to school. You know, how do we market to a uh, older adult learner? You know, it's all of those things. Um, and then going to our school of business, I have the same challenges where we, we have different partnerships, which brings in um, students, but those are, again, the career transitioners, the, 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 the student who, you know, is in a position where they want to be a pair their paralegal, but they want to be an attorney or, yeah. or something of that nature. So our, our, our community is, is, is rich in uh, diversity, rich in work history, 
um, that they're a community of mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, all trying to impact their community to, to make a, a great change. Um, wow. So really, really our goal is to cultivate a student experience rooted in community. Mm. And that's why if you look at the first line of our mission statement, the first line of our mission statement is we are a family. Mm. And that's where uh, we really start um, everything that we discuss, everything that we do, um, you know, student run mixers, graduation traditions. One of our graduation traditions is this. If a, you know, if a student is graduating and their father, mother, sister, brother has graduated previously, the, 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 the father, mother, sister, brother gets to come on stage in hood or give the student the diploma. Wow. You know, um, it's, it's pretty cool. Right. And so also, you know, for the instance, you know, the Masa Amini issue, you know, we held a panel chat on that because that's, that could affect somebody in our community. And, and we mm. want to show that no matter what part of a community you are, your, your community is welcome at UWLA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm so inspired, Troy, by the the work that you and and the team have done to to really wrestle through kind of what your unique value uh, to sort of the the greater higher ed ecosystem is, and and I think like for schools like you all who are you know smaller, you you have to compete more. You don't have as we talked about before, you don't have like all the you know traditional sort of like you know campus experience that somebody might sure. expect right it's it's a, it's a it's a different offering right and when you do have a different offering when you do have something that is a little bit unique you have to work so much harder right to, to sort of like solidify your position in the marketplace to be really clear about yeah. what your differentiation is but i actually think that schools that fall into contexts similar to yours actually do the best or I should say they have the opportunity to do the best when it comes to differentiation and positioning because they actually do have something unique, right? Like they actually have character. They have something that's different about them that you, you don't just find all over the place, right? So I, I want to understand a little bit about you come on board as like this marketing intern during this like brand refresh. Like what were some of the things that you learned during that during that season? And and how ha how have those learnings sort of like shaped how you think as a you know, as a marketing and, and enrollment leader in, in this context? Um, interesting question, because I think that it's shaped a lot about who I am today as a marketing and enrollment leader. Hmm. Um, so I, I came in, you know, so, so let's, let's timeline this. I'm four or five years out of graduation. I've been hit by a car. Yeah, you know, I'm now geez. paralyzed. Um, and I get into uh, I go, we have a, we're having a brand refresh and we hired a firm to work with. Um, this firm um, out of Los Angeles um, worked with different companies. So I got to meet all kinds of cool people through the firm. You know, they were yeah. great marketing minds themselves. But I've never, in all of this, if you think about it, I've never seeped in academia, right? Yeah. I, 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 I just don't, it just never has come into, in, in my story, academia, besides going to school, you know, doing the schooling thing, which we all achieve to strive to do, it never kind of comes into my marketing mind. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I think that's where and how I've been affected. Like I am not affected by the academia portion of it. Mm. You know, for me, I, again, this is going to be, you know, touchy subject to some, I see students as customers. Mm, before yeah. their students 
yeah, you know, yeah. That, 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 that's the, and it's actually I think I give them I think it's such a respect that I give them. They're yeah. a customer to me, and customer service from my marketing mind is so important. You yeah. know, to make sure your customer is taken care of. So, so, so in terms of uh, the, the pedigree that I came from and began in, it was one of saying, you know, customer service comes first. Yeah, and that's yeah. how I, I try to. Um, market market today which is you know the, the customer comes first yeah and and troy it, it's people like you that i feel like are going to shape and change the industry because you you're not afraid of like the bureaucracy right you're not afraid of like messing things up you're not afraid of taking risks and just and trying a bunch of new things and that's where like that's where change happens right like that's where that's where disruption happens um and and this industry like love it to death, but it, it needs disruption. Uh, it's going through uh, an existential crisis, uh, some, some might even say, right? And so I think that the the ways in which we're going to be able to offer uh, truly competitive experiences, the way that we're going to be able to offer education that is competitive to all new forms of, and really sort of like new pathways of education that are popping up is by listening to people like you who have different ideas that have that challenge convention, right? And then designing campaign strategies, designing recruitment strategies uh, around around that difference. So I, I just want to give you some some props for um, for not being, you know, cut from sort of the the ivory tower cloth, you know, so to speak, sure, and, and really sure. just coming in grassroots and saying, all right, what is this community? Who is this community? What does this community need? How do we just push the envelope while staying incredibly true to who we are? Um, so I, I want I want to talk a little bit about like how how you've done that because I I know I was I was surprised um, again during our very brief chat uh, a, a little while ago you were telling me that you were testing out like smells or something like that you were like yeah I'm testing out like different smells you know as people like walk into uh, you know, our buildings and whatnot to see sort of like their reaction. And that, and like the minute you said that, I was like, I have to have this guy on the podcast because, well, one of the things we like to do at Enrollify is talk a lot about sort of reimagining the student experience, right? And to your point, students are customers. Like it or not, they are paying to get something of value or at least perceived value from your institution. And if you're not offering that, right? And they can they go shop elsewhere and they have a choice. Exactly. They have a lot of choice, right? Um, so, so talk to us a little bit about how you've thought about uh, you, you know, the own sort of your own marketing strategies and, and, and student experience in a way to cultivate something that is, that is truly unique and memorable. I appreciate that. You know, I think, I think that first and foremost, um, I am a little scared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I, when, anytime you try things, you're a little, you're a little nervous about whether they're going to work. And I think that I'm going to start from the end, which is I try to be really data driven. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. try to, I try to, when I try stuff, I have to have the data to back up whether it works or not. Okay. Um, now, I'm gonna give you an example. Yeah, I'm please. Two, 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 two examples of things that I that I that I want that I am trying or in want one that I want to try. The one that I want to try is this. If you go to buy a home, if, when when you think about home, when you think about your home in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all can remember, uh, hopefully, as kids, when mom baked cookies mm, yeah. and that smell of fresh cookies right you remember yeah. it right even though you can even you can, we can all feel you it, can smell it. Yeah. it. Yeah. you can smell it imagine if the school did the same thing mm. you walked on campus you walked into your lobby you walked into a, a, a common space 
And there was always that fresh smell of cookies. And also a little packaged cookie that was for your taking. And mm. you knew that that cookie was going to, every time you went there, although you had to be there for homework, which nobody likes to do. Yeah, yeah. But you were going to get that good cookie. You were going to feel homey. Yeah. Gonna, a, a place that, that, that we know that students have to spend a lot of time at, we made comfortable. Yeah. And it started with that smell. Mm. Right? Mm. So... I try to use, I, I, I'm trying to go about using more than just one of the senses. I think that as a marketer, as a reimaginer, you need to use more than one of the senses. And that's a great sense that we don't use is the sense of smell. Interesting. It, yeah. It, 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 can, it, 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 it It's somewhat nostalgic in many ways. And so, um, it is there for our usage and we can and should use it. Yeah. So, uh, so now how am I testing that theory directly? Um, <laughs> I bought, I bought a, a diffuser, you okay. know, one of the, diffu- one of the, diffu- the, the, not the, not the one that you hook up to your ventilation yet, but the one that I'm going to, I'm going to, I placed at the front here of campus and, and I, I chose a scent from a hotel that I like. It's very, you know, it, it's very subjective and um and i've been running it for i literally just started running it this week okay and i and then, and then i'm gonna pull my students i'm gonna pull them i'm going to say does the smell do you like the smell do you yeah. not like the smell yeah does it make you feel more comfortable you know you we're coming up with we're gonna i'm gonna come up with five questions so make it yeah. easy easy um but it's something that will add a value should it work? That's different from other places. Yeah. We all, if we've been to Vegas, you go to Vegas and you love the smell of the hotels. Yeah. We yeah, all, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you can, again, you can smell it. If you remember that hotel that you like, you can smell it. And so how do I bring these sort of things and sort of uh, add value to the school? Right. I have to, I'm adding value to the school where I believe that our education is already so superior. And and let me also, so I do, I'm not trying to, to challenge or go against the schooling because academia is rich. And I think that all schools have great academia. It's how do we add a value to that academia Mm. through the marketing things that I can do to add value to now the school as a whole. Yeah. those are two I, ideas I love that. that, that I'm I love that. Yeah, Troy, <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that's amazing. And I think it's amazing for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, for, for a long time, I feel like school, like higher ed in general, right? This idea of college, it, it was very much an experiential product that was sold, right? Like this idea that you're going to go, like I think about, you know, going to college, you're going to go, you're going to live in a dorm, you're going to be away from mom and dad, you're going to get to go to right. football games, you're going to get to like, it, it was very much, you were sold on sort of this idea of like, of coming of age, right? Like this, like this mm-hmm. idea of freedom, like yeah. college represented this idea yeah. of, of kind of like freedom, <laughs> yeah. right? And I think in recent years, as folks have gotten a little bit more critical of higher education, there've been a lot of pivots towards really focusing on the, the product, right, of higher ed, which is like that degree. And like, like what what is the outcome? Like, how, how is this going to help me get the job that I want, right? That sure. is how a lot of individuals are measuring the value of college. And I think like maybe there's this opportunity right now Right for folks to think, okay, yes, we we need a little bit. We need to be more career oriented for sure. We need to ensure that our offerings are, in fact, doing the thing that we're telling students that you know they are going to do because 
they're they sure as hell aren't cheap, right? Like these are expensive programs, expensive degrees at, you know, the undergraduate level, let alone the graduate level. Right. And so all all those things are true, but maybe there's an opportunity as I think you're hitting at for maybe differentiation at the product level, right? At the program level is is quite difficult. Maybe there's maybe differentiation at, at the product level can actually be augmented um, at, at the experiential level. And maybe that's enough to have somebody else, you know, ha- have somebody choose you over your competitor. If, if, again, if, if the program is, is more or less the same, then you have to compete on something else and competing on experience, right? Especially when you can't offer the quote unquote traditional college experience, that makes it all the more interesting. And I think the, the schools like you all that are testing out these things have an opportunity to, to sort of be a, a catalyst for what that could look like in, in other contexts and in other markets. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, for instance, uh, there, you know, there's, there's restaurants, right? Why do you choose one restaurant over another where they also have the same food? It's because of, yeah. it's because of the experience. Yeah. Why the ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> why do you go to, why do you go to Nordstrom's instead of Macy's for instance? Because yeah. you know that yeah, yeah, yeah. Nordstrom's, you can return anything from three years ago and they'll yeah. probably take no it No questions asked. Yeah. Yeah. No questions asked. Right. Yeah, and it, yeah. and it's just those little, it, it's very, these are very little subtleties, but as the customer experience, right. The customer experience, which is what I look at, yeah. it's, it's, it, it, it can be everything, you know? So, so, you know, when I, I interview most students that come to the squad, I, I want to ask questions like, what can we have done better at the admission stage to mm. be, to, to, to make this customer experience better. Yeah. Uh, another thing about our community at UWLA's, we're very transparent. Hmm. And again, one thing when, when when President Brown and I are in meetings with the student, I'll say, out of transparency, let me be honest, this is my father. So you don't have to, you know, I don't want, oh, is that his father? They have the same last name. Yeah. I think yeah. That it, it's gain it, it's about gaining the trust yeah. of your community that I then think rolls over into the academic world where the student feels like, you know, I can be my true authentic self because I know the school that I'm at is its true authentic self. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, that's spot on. And what's also really interesting about that approach is you, you can identify at the offset, like who, who are not the right, like who, who are the students that aren't the right fit? And then you save everybody a lot of time. You save your recruiters time. Agreed. You save the admissions of folks that are going to be reading through all these applications time. You save your faculty time because they're not dealing with students that weren't good fits, for, you know, uh, for the program to begin with. And so the more that you can, I think higher ed is so scared, right. To be super mm-hmm. transparent upfront because everyone's, you know, or most people are, are hurting for number for, for enrollment numbers right now. And so in, in a moment where you feel like you need every dollar and you need, you know, butts and seats uh, at, at all costs, it can be hard to be honest because you, you know, not that you're dishonest, but you want to present right. The best version of yourself. Um, and I think what your approach is, which is super interesting is it's like, Hey, we're going to talk about all the things that we're great at. We're also going to talk to you about all the things like we just don't have because um, we don't want you to be a dissatisfied customer. And unha- we don't want, you know, you coming back and asking for, a re- you know, uh, to return uh, a- an item, right. Or, or asking for like a refund uh, for, right. for your program. Like we want to be really upfront and transparent with you. Um, and, and, and we expect the same thing in, tr- in return from you. So I would imagine yeah. you guys end up having a, a, a more quality inquiry pool, more quality app pool at the end of the day, because you've done the work right up front of, of truly qualifying folks. And, and I think, you know, again, it, I, I try to liken things that are more easily digestible. 
your boyfriend or girlfriend. Don't you wish yeah. that at the beginning, you know, the honeymoon stage is the honeymoon stage. Then sometimes you're like, wait, this was different than I thought I was going to buy. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to buy this, you know, yeah, instead yeah. of instead of us just just, you know, getting, you know, the, the first day, you know, knowing what you're going to buy, knowing what you're in for within that relationship, because it is yeah. a relationship. It is a relationship. And yeah. again, I'm from the customer perspective. Mm. The customer deserves to know the product they're getting in all forms. Yeah. You know? And so. Um, it, it, they're stepping into a however long their program is relationship with us, and we want to be the re- that, that person in the relationship that they can trust. They can they yeah. We 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 talk about within our community. We when I speak with students, life I say life happens. For instance, your goldfish dies. Okay, yeah. life happens, and yeah. it's the it's the it's the it's the hardest thing on you. Your goldfish dies. You can't take your finals. Let us know so that we can help you. That, mm. And I think these are subtle things that are forms of marketing because guess what? That person is going to go to somebody else and tell them. Marketing is a very detailed job depending upon how high of a skill or low of a skill it is. Hey, all Zach here from Enrollify. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. Our shows feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Mickey Baines, Jeremy Tears, Jamie Hunt, Corinne Myers, Jamie Gleason, and many, many more. You can learn more about the Enrollify Podcast Network at podcasts.enrollify.org. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea. Find yours at podcast.enrollify.org. You know, I, I wasn't even thinking about this until, or I haven't thought much about this until until you just brought this up, Troy, but like college and universities, right? when, when we're marketing sort of programs or we're marketing degrees, what is interesting is it truly is a, a longstanding relationship, right? Like it's like there are very few experiential products out there, right? I, I think I like to think of higher ed as like an experiential product, right? Meaning like it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard to put something very like tangible and concrete about the value of, of a higher education degree. Yes. You could associate it with a, a potential job opportunity, right? Yes. You could associate it with a network, but those associations are also, it's really hard to prove that the only reason I got this job is because I went to this school and Correct. studied this thing right at this at this moment in history. Like th- those connections are are, are quite honestly uh, big leaps, right? Um, but so so I, I but I but I like to liken like the, the the higher education experience as an experiential product, right? In, in the same way that you would like liken like travel, right? As as an experience, it's, it's really hard to you know when you book an Airbnb or you you, you know you book a, ho- a a beautiful hotel, whatever it might be you're paying for a feeling really at the end of the day, right? You're paying for, for um, an experience that, and, and you want that experience to be perfect, especially when you're traveling. And so there's a little bit of a relationship there when, when you're traveling or when you buy a, you know, you stay at a hotel, you stay at an Airbnb, you book a, you know, a, a, a economy, you know, plus ticket somewhere, right? Like you expect a, a certain yeah. level of, of service, right? A certain level of relationship mm-hmm. with, with, uh, with the brand. Now, higher ed has that like on steroids, right? Because like, your your customers are showing up every single day to quote unquote use your product, right? Every How many day. products do you use every single day? Uh, only every a handful, day. 
only a handful, right? And most of them that you use every day, like your laptop, your iPhone, you don't really have a relationship with Apple, right? You, you, you bought their product and you use it, right, all the time. And maybe there's some sort of dependency there, but it's not it's not a relationship with Apple. No. Apple can't really offend you, right, uh, or, 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 or or hurt you. Whereas you get into the context of, of, of higher ed, and this is a, an experiential product that you are using every single day. And, oh, by the way, that quote-unquote product is a conglomerate of people with different skill sets and different personalities that think differently, right? And and your expression, your experience with the brand is real really comes down to your experience with all the different people that represent the college or university. That's a lot of pressure. Like that's a really hard thing to do. <laughs> and, and I think that I think that you hit on here. It's like nobody's in a relationship with it. You you can't go to Apple and say, hey, you know, I don't like my product today. Yeah. But <laughs> you can go to you can go to a school and say, hey, I don't like my product today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, but the thing is, as a marketer for me, how do I take, and this is going to sound bad, but just hear my concept. My concept is, yeah. how do I take that experience out of the hands of the academic? To be honest, mm. the academic is going to teach and that's what they're paid to do. They, yeah. their job, you, the, the academician, the teacher, the professor is paid to teach and they do a great job at it. They do an amazing yeah. Job at their point, but once they step out of the classroom, I believe they're mine now, and I have to create, I have to surround that environment mm. and make it a customer friendly environment, mm. right? It's it, it, it's a customer friendly. Now again, at UWLA, our professors do step out of the classroom. Let me make no bones about it. Our professors are incredible. They spend countless hours outside of the classroom with their with their students. However, my theory is again. I can't rely on that. I'm going to, uh, if they're great in the classroom and outside of the classroom, let me add another experience um, as you do as a whole that can give them outside of the classroom. That's that's amazing. And so now the student has no days where they feel terrible or bad about the product that they bought. And they've come to school and guess what, Zach? They, they had that cookie that they enjoyed because it smelled good. And they smelled the scent machine because it smelled good. And um, they understand that they can reach any of our staff members if they have problems, Nordstrom, you know, like Nordstrom's. Yeah. You know, you, and so you put together this experience from different angles, and then you've got a product that is worth purchasing and is different from the others. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is gold, Troy. I, I, I want to just give you an opportunity. Uh, I've got a couple of final questions for you, but one just around as you, as you think about sort of the industry, like what are, what are some hot takes? I feel like you, you're full of hot takes and you've already shared, uh, you've already shared like a lot of really valuable insight for our listeners, but any other hot takes or just kind of uh, strong opinions you have on higher ed marketing or, or the future of the industry in general? I think that we've got to continue and we've touched on it this entire conversation to think outside the box. You know, with with the pandemic, it forced education into a different um, dynamic. It's forced everything to change, yeah. right? And, and we've got to stay um, with that. We can't say now, you know, and I, I live in obviously California, you know, the mandate was lifted. The pandemic time is now over. That does not mean let's go back to how things used to be. Yeah. That just yeah. means... Safety-wise, we're good. Let's continue to progress forward 
in terms of how we think about things to provide our students the best experience. Look, the, the, the student of 1984 is different from the student of 2000 and it's gonna be different from the student of 2020 to 2030. And, 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 and so um, we've gotta progress, I, you know. It, it's the same thought as why haven't we gone to the moon in what 60 70 years because we mm. didn't progress we've got to keep progressing mm. we've really got to keep pushing forward and and what i and to be honest with you is that i'm not trying to take on look uwa is a, a small school um i'm not trying to take on the harvards ucla's that's just not my space yeah. what i am trying to do is give the student who does want the nordstrom's experience that nordstrom's experience and allow them to feel and understand that school does not have to be academics. It can be the entire experience as a whole that helps their academics to perform the best they can. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, that's such an incredible perspective. And um, what's really transparent here, Troy, throughout this conversation is just how well, you know, you know, yourself, you know, your school, you know your constituency. And I think that that's a very hard, that's probably the hardest thing for higher ed marketers, especially in leadership positions, to be able to know and own distinctly, right? And wholly. And it sounds like you've done just an, a remarkable job of like putting in the work to, to try to to try to grasp this in, in a very meaningful way. Um, what, what pieces of advice or just kind of like words of wisdom do you have for anyone else who might be in a marketing uh, leadership role and they're hungry to, to be a little bit different and, and sure. try something unique. What, what ideas do you have or, or, or sort of like a, you know, rally, rallying cries, um, sure. or words of encouragement that you have for them? I think that it starts with this. I think I take pride in interviewing most of the students that come to TWA in our interview process. And that's where it starts. I really try to get to know the students, you know, so that when you go to your supervisor, you can say, hey, I've had data collected that's going to allow me to come up with this idea that I'm going to try. Yeah. Again, at the end of the day, we're businesses, right? We have to make money to get to get paid for the students to have a place to go. That's the reality. Yep. And so those decisions can't just be on a whim, okay? You look, I'm lucky. The president is my dad. But my dad is not going to let UWA suffer. And he said it to me, frankly. I'm not going to let you suffer because you want to try some hocus pocus. You know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Honestly, it's not. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not. So um, I have to be smart about the decisions and, and the things I want to quote unquote try. I yeah. do think that we as marketers are hired to try things though. And that's where the rub is. The rub is, how far are you willing to push yourself as a marketer to come up with data to help back your decisions? And I think mm -hmm. we have to think about the, re it has to be done in the reverse. If we're going to go to our president, whether it's your dad or otherwise, and say, hey, president, I need, start small. I need $100 for a scent machine. It has to be, would you have to, you need to go say, hey, students, one through 10, would you, how would, if, if the lobby smelled good, would that affect you? Or might it yeah. help you to come to the, so you got to start with the end in mind. Start with yeah, the end in mind yeah. as a marketer. Um, come up with small, you know, bite-sized things of parts of change. And then, you know, go from there. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, Troy, this has been um, this has been remarkable. You are, are, are so full of of great ideas, and okay. it's funny. A lot of times, I have folks on this podcast, and they sort of recycle right I- ideas that you've heard uh, a dozen times. But I, yeah. I I think I can say safely that you are the only person I've ever had on this podcast that's talked about really leaning into the the sense of smell as as a tool for recruitment and and engagement and um and quite frankly like retention right uh, of students and i think that that's that, that is, that's nothing short of remarkable so i'm super Thank appreciative you. of your time um for, for anyone that's tuning in if you want to connect with troy and or just learn a little a lot of, uh, a little bit more about the work that they're doing at uwla we'll have um links to troy's social profiles in the show notes below so if you just scroll down wherever you're listening to this you can go and connect with Troy. And then we'll also include UWLA's website and um, other social channels down uh, in the show notes as well, if you'd like to connect and learn a little bit more about their offerings. So Troy, thank you so much for your time, man. It's been a real pleasure. Zach, it's been great. Thank you so much. Hey, y'all, Zach here from Enrollify. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Enrollify podcast. If you like this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below. Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. But Enrollify is far more than just a podcast network. Enrollify is where higher ed comes to learn new marketing skills, discover new products and services, and find their next job. We're a growing learning community of 4,000 members, and we'd love to welcome you into the fold. You can access our free blog articles, newsletters, e-courses, and more, or purchase our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery at enrollify.org. We look forward to meeting you soon and welcoming you into the community. Again, you can subscribe for free at enrollify.org.